Welcome to episode 136 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. So welcome along to episode 136 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm good. No press-ups early on. Wow, yeah, I did mentally prepare beforehand, didn't I? Good. You weren't going to tell me, were you? I wasn't. You were hoping. <laughs> I was getting ready for the 20. Was it 20 every, every 20 one? every time. I can say yeah. it now because I'm just using it as a reference. Yes. But if I use it, it's just, yeah, I Am Talk. Proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh, it's coming up Christmas team, and you know, mails are hard to buy for, so get them coffees of Hawaii. Athlinks.com. And we're all your mates, and they've done really good work with our page, eh? Yes, yeah, it's fancy. Yeah, they've done a really great job. So, Athlinks, social networking, and tracking results for all your endurance needs. And tribuys.com. Again, more Christmas presents from Tribuys. And this week's show, what have we got coming up? We've got news, we've got. Age group for the week, we've got Hot Topic, we've got Website of the Week, Product Review Centre. Oh, I noticed I haven't actually done this product review. <laughs> no, this, is a, this is a single product review on, on the book. The book is sitting here for Bevan to review and he can uh, yeah, give his... Maybe your comments when I get around to reading it. Re- rebuttal <laughs> later on. Uh, John's Rant, I noticed. This is backed by popular demand. <laughs> by popular demand. Somebody requested last week, he said, what well, empty rant of the week? And I said, right, I'll have, I'll have a think. Okay. ranting this okay, week. Okay, here we go. Questions and answer, and that's pretty much this week's show. Okay, so what have we got coming up first of all? First of all, big news of the week, Chrissy Wellington, the champion. She was saying she may come on the show this week, but she didn't okay. reply. Um... So hopefully we can maybe get her on a show next week. It'd be great to get her on. But Chrissy, the wonderful woman that she is, is selling her Kona bike. Her, what is it? It's a Cervelo, I think it's P3. P2, something. I think it is, isn't it? Do you know it's P2? I thought P3 was top of the line. It is, but I think there was a reason why she, she, you know, Brett Sutton, when she was still with him, um, didn't want her riding the P3. She didn't think, didn't think she was ready for it. Didn't think her bike handling skills were up for it. So pretty sure it's a P2. It's just coming up right now okay p2 you're right yep and now she's selling this bike on ebay and she's going to give the charity the money oh. to a charity what's the charity it's gone up a bit it's it's going to the john blaze foundation he's the guy who Blazeman's legacy who rolled across the line did the right they did the roll across the line what was the what do you mean he was the guy who passed away a year or two ago um but he did kind of with the yeah, I actually remember at the time, it was pretty sad times. So, oh jeez. Hey, John's dying on me next <coughs> to me, you right there mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. But I actually had a quick click on this the other day, uh, the auction, and it was up to about 3,500, and I see now it's up to 5,300 US, so it's, uh, it's starting to get up there a little bit. It'll be really interesting to see what Chrissy's going to be riding after this. Yeah, what was she say with Savello? don't know. Oh, this is very interesting. Now, you actually get more than just the bike. You get her running cycling shoes that she wore at Kona, autographed as well. You get her running shoes as well, which is a pretty good deal. Autographed copy of the 2009 Triathlete magazine featuring Chrissy on the cover. Uh, blurb in the photo on Triathlete magazine, congratulating the winner. A signed copy of the 30th anniversary hardcover Iron Man commemorative book. Uh, a letter of authenticity from the product. Oh, and Nutrig products, I mean... Nutrition pack from Saito Sport. I mean, she's giving it all away. Um, when does it close? I think Friday week. It's a while away, I remember thinking... November the 21st. Yes, yeah, so it'll be this Friday, I think. So, yep. 
get on there. You've got a couple of days left, up to 5,300. Well done, Chrissy, supporting your yeah, course. Yeah, really great. What do, what do you reckon about doing this kind of thing, about buying the bike? Well, it's, it's not going to be worth the amount. Whatever somebody pays, it's not going to be worth that amount. I don't know how much a new Cervelo P2 costs, but um, I don't think it would be 5300 US. So you're, you're buying it for the prestige as well, yeah? Yeah, but you're getting a lot of other things there, and I think that package... Is, is a very good deal and um, and hey it's going to an awesome charity and if she goes on and does um, you know becomes a five a time, five time champion um, then this stuff's going to go up in value quite significantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love your work okay Chrissy yeah, she is a legend we love Chrissy okay uh, where am I going here over here okay so next up Clearwater feedback we've got some emails from Brian Dunn and uh, what is he saying he's been sort of saying that he raced down in Clearwater um, he said that uh this race is no Kona. Kona has a much bigger feel of excitement and hype around it. Um, he's very happy that he raced there and he had a positive result, but he doesn't know when he'll go back. Um, a few of his comments were on the bike. Uh, it was, again, some big, big packs. He said he, he ended up lapping it out a little bit with some Germans, trying to keep it fairly legal, and they got to one of the turn marks and they had a pack of about 40 guys coming no, up really? behind them and, and they got swamped by them in the end. And he said it was just downright dangerous. You know, that, oh, really? Think, that much? It came towards the end of a lap or something like that, and the roads were quite narrow, and he just said he was crapping himself. And that's a problem you've got when, you, uh, when you're in a bike race... Everybody's on the same They're age. experienced cyclists, eh? Well, yeah. not so much experience, but you know you're all going to be drafting. Mm. You, you know you're going to be pointing things out when you come to a hole or a dog yeah. or a car. When it's an individual race like that, you know, you, people don't point things out. Hey, um, you know what? Last year from the photos I saw, people were still in the aero position. Yeah, in a big pack on the aero bars. Yeah. So it's just dangerous. And um, interestingly, I saw a poll on... I wonder if they'll ban aero bars. <laughs> yeah, they won't, but, but they should. Um, that's, that's an interesting comment, actually. Uh, it's kind of conceding, isn't it? I saw a poll on Slow Twitch, just on the main page there, and it was should they move the location of the 70.3 champs. There was, when I looked, there was 30 that said don't care, about 6 in favour, and then about 70% said that, uh, or 60, 70% said move it. And they've got it. It's just a joke. But Brian and Ed Hawkins also sent through an email and they did say it was a really good, well-run event. It's the organisation and multitudes of volunteers, athlete support are top-notch. I think anyone who avoids doing this race due to the drafting issues and may be making a mistake. It's a great event overall and shouldn't be skipped. So, you know, and, and Ed kind of said the same kind of stuff. Ed did say a couple of other things that were really interesting. He only saw one buff, draft buster on the road. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, he, and he, like uh, he was saying, it's pretty impossible to actually avoid the drafting. And yeah. I think he did manage to get away from himself. And But he said, you know, a lot of your energy was focused on that. Mm. And he also said uh, the bike was pretty boring. Mm. As, as an event, the bike was really boring. And it, the run is a lot harder than you think it is. So, yeah. mm. If you go into the race with eyes wide open going, right, this is going to be a drafting race essentially then fine um, we're not we're not we're not questioning how well WTC put on events because we've all been to Ironman yeah, they races yep. they do good events we're just saying the course selection there is, is could be better and it also said he liked the race but he'd rather do Kona still mm. Mm. so yeah, interesting hey um, big news for uh, local people uh, Richard Usher the coast to coast three time winner and probably a dominant kind of figure in the sport at the moment is not going to do coast to coast this year because he wants to become pretty much a full time Ironman in racing Kona this year. And he's stepping away from doing his multi sport racing, his multi sport racing, which is ultra distance stuff. And he's pretty much number one in the world at this stuff, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, a large part of it, well, there's two parts of it. One is I think he's really struggling to get the sponsorship to fund a team. It's big, big money when you do that. You're not yeah. just flying somewhere, somewhere with your bike. Yeah, yeah. it's like a hundred thousand bucks to do a race oh, or something yeah. stupid so like it's, that. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, he also says he's getting a little bit bored with that and he wants a new challenge. So I think he, he could be pretty good at Ironman. Um, he's he doesn't have the disadvantage. He's a poor swimmer. He's a good swimmer. Yeah. Um, not quite. Not going to be first pack sort of thing. Uh, I think he, he's very strong on the bike. Went, what did eight forty seven didn't he? Something like that. It was eight eight forty seven, eight fifty, yeah. so, somewhere around that. Uh, but he's going to be racing Wanaka uh, and New Wanaka Zealand and New Zealand. And so then Rogers was thinking, see how he backs up um, going doing both of them. Realistically, in road, you know, you got to be pretty fast to get in the top eight at road. I yeah. can't see him um, really doing that. I think. If he was to race Ironman New Zealand fresh without having challenged Wanaka under his belt, I'd, I'd imagine he could he could be capable of going about 8.35. I do find it interesting because um, it sounds a little bit that the decision was influenced by money. Mm-hmm. Maybe he hasn't done his research. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> There's not much money in his sport. No, and if he goes and does the road, if, you know, if you get in that top eight or whatever and get in the money, it is quite it's reasonable. Wow, well, if you get eighth, it's not going to make you know, yeah. pay your bills for a year, is it? No. But uh, I guess the chances of a sponsorship are greater in IMAT. It's got better exposure. But really? Really? Yeah, I, th- I think it has. In New Zealand, who gets sponsorship other than Cam? Well, pe- people that are smart do. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's got a big enough profile and there'll be enough interest stories about yeah. him going yeah, where he's making this new change. Because this was in the Sunday Star Times, which is one of our main yeah. Sunday true. New Zealand papers. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes and we'll, we'll um, watch that closely. Well, yeah, I think he could definitely get down to 8.5. Yep. Yeah. But I don't think he's quite got that. Like 8.15 in him. No. No, I don't think he's going to be quite quick, quick enough on the run. Okay. His swim will improve. His bike will probably be good enough, but I don't think he'll quite be quick enough on the run. Oh, there we go. So this weekend we've got an Ironman race coming up. See, I didn't say Ironman talk there. I just said an Ironman race. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, love that. Uh, and it's Ironman Arizona. First time they're holding this uh, this time of year. Oh, that's right, they changed it, didn't they? Yeah, as we yeah. know, previously. So this year's is two, been, isn't it? Yeah, it's been held in April, and yep. then it's that's going to be permanently held in November. Yeah, what was the reason for that? Was it a weather thing? And I think a bit of a timing thing more than you think. So they were, um, yeah, I think that was pretty windy and, and so on in, in that time. So. Well, you know what, John? It's a bloody big male pro field, isn't it? It is. I mean, there must be a good 50 odd there, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, totally. Um, so. Some good athletes there. I think the seedings are based on the race earlier this year. So the number one seed is Joseph Major. Number two is Jordan Rapp. And can't see number three off the top of my head there. No. So those are guys. Uh, Chris Lieto. So I think those guys went one, two, three earlier this year. I think some, back. Yeah, I think some, there's some, some good guys here. I think uh, Kieran Doe is obviously, if he's in shape, he's certainly going to be a threat. I think another one to look out for will be Andreas Raylert. Uh, he finished... Second to Terenzo in the 70.3 champs. He's a former ITU guy, and if he can really pull his um, finger out, I think he can do some dangerous things on the run. You've got lots of second tier guys like Brian Rhodes and Chris McDonald yeah. and all those guys that are here too, aren't they? Yeah, so there's nobody I think is going to blow the race apart. I think Kieran Doe is possibly the only person that could do that on the bike. Uh, Paul Amy, I think, is another one to watch out for, yep. um, world duathlon champion. I think he's, he's ready to do a fast Ironman. I just don't know when it's going to be. But if he fires on the well, day... Well, age is starting to go against him, but he's 35 now. He is, but yeah. I, I think Crowe will be about the same age as that. Mac is about the same True. age as that. Brownie's the same age, so maybe he's coming into his prime. Well, maybe he is. Mm, he's been around a long time. So well, what is your prime? What do you reckon your prime is? Mm. Early 30s. Early 30s. Yeah, yep. early 30s, I think. Yep. 
So That's what I'm finding. Yeah. <laughs> good strong field there, and we'll uh, look forward to seeing how that goes this weekend. And on the girls' side of things, not so big, but yeah, not bad. Yeah, a lot of good, uh, really strong. No, I'd say this is not. They're not second tiers. Er- Erica Choma is yeah. there, and uh, if she's Jonas recovered Iger. properly from Kona, she'll be very strong. Leander Cave will be very strong yep. as well. Um, How did Leander Zyger. Cave go in Kona? Don't know. We became quite tight in what we did. Yeah, we were good mates. She, she gave me a, a chat at the. Uh, she gave me a lift. Did she? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was a good chick. She was, and you were having a bit of chat before the drug testing. Yeah, she was actually interesting. She was telling me about how. She wanted to actually race in the Olympics, yeah. and just the UK system was really screwed. And then yeah. they basically they wanted her to race so they could have a slot, but they wouldn't give her the slot. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, she was. Re- I, I noticed when you were, we were chatting, chatting away to her, she was a bit non-committal about about what she was going to do in the race. And I thought, man, you're one of the rock stars here. <laughs> yeah. You should be going out there and smashing it. <laughs> um, but no, if she fires on the day, she can certainly do some damage. So should be a good race, actually. Yeah. Um, what is that? Edith Niederfringer. Edith Niederfringer. She's a consistent performer. So Joanna yeah, Zyger is coming off that 70.3 champs. Kim Loft is there as well. So good, good, strong end of season field. Nice. Okay, then what else we've got here in news? <coughs> um, Some races have been selling out very, oh, very fast. Yeah, very, very fast. Eh? So if you haven't caught up yet, uh, and if you're planning on doing the new Ironman in Mexico... Too late. Too late, mate. Too late. Gone, burger. Gone. So I wasn't expecting this race to sell out. You know, it's not in mainland states. It's down in, in Mexico, uh, but it has sold out. I think 1,500 athletes full. full well, it was only about a month or so ago it was released, wasn't it? Yeah. Two months, maybe? Cut, yeah, but uh, it was not till next November, so it must yeah. be this time next year. So sold out a year in advance. WTC will sit on that money for a year. And the thing is... How? Yeah, that's true. Eh? That's going to be <laughs> Yeah. Although maybe they would have lost some money recently if they did kind of that kind of yeah. stuff. It is interesting. Why do you think this is so appealing then? Because it's obviously a lot of yanks. Yeah, well, the WTC races in North America have all sold out. So I guess people are just weighing up, um, A, I want to do a race where I can potentially qualify, and B, they might just not want to go and do any non-WTC races, plus C, We've got an A, B, and a C here. Oh, go on uh, then. It, it, I haven't been there, but it, it sounds like a nice place for a, um, okay. a holiday afterwards. So, so you know, take you family. Take family. Um, my question is, how many Ironman races do you think you could have in North America, with you know, without kind of totally killing it? Like currently, it's about seven, isn't it? Yeah, I think you could have quite a few more. Yeah, you probably have about but, fifteen, couldn't you? But the problem is the qualifying for Kona. But, uh, but I don't think for most people that is the reason why they do a WTC race. No. It's just people want to do it because it's called an Ironman. Yeah. I think that's the reason why they do it. And when we did that poll a while ago, I think most people gave that feedback was it's not about the, not necessarily about the Kona mm. slots, it's about mm. the prestige, it's about the brand. So in a way, Kona is actually starting to hold back the brand. Mm, definitely. You know, because I really think they could probably put another six races in North yep. America and they'd sell out just yep. like these ones do and it's yep. like... You know, that's obviously making them lose money. So what, what, mm. they've got some interesting issues coming up, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, and Norseman also sold out in seven Which is minutes. great, eh? Hey? Oh, yeah. But yeah. they have a do serve a fairly small field there. And yeah, Norseman's the one that... In, that uh, crazy one, eh? Up the hill, Nor- someone sends photos. And, is it Norway? Or is that is the crazy it? one? Yeah, yeah, yeah where, you, yeah. where you climb up a mountain on the run. You know what? If I were to ever do an Ironman race again, I'd do that one. Yeah, yeah. it looks fantastic. Yeah, it, looked, it was amazing. Oh, it's some big news, Sean. Big news, John Bevan and Porno have entered Challenge Wanaka. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not, because I haven't done any running and I'm injured, so I need to get... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Porno, get those running shoes uh, sort of warmed up. Well, I'm hoping to run at the end of this week. You're on, you're on reserve. So I have like, what, when is it? Uh, mid-January, late, mid-late January. Okay. So you got basically 
two and a half. Oh, you got about three. You got three months actually. What's the date today? Three months today. Three months today. Bring on the build up. Pretty sure it's 18th of January. I'm going for a 2:13 marathon. 2:13. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm gonna go for. There was know? a guy last year who ran about 2:20. Yeah, and he's a he's a tall, lanky guy. Eh? Yeah, he was motoring. And he's got the longest road length. Eh? Yeah. He's just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, we're gonna take it out. No, we okay. probably won't take it out, will we? We won't. I don't think we'll be far off the money. Yeah. Um, it oh. is far off the money in that race because I think they do have prize money for the first team. Do they really? I think it's like a thousand bucks. Really? Because Brandon Del Campo won it, first yeah. team. No, he didn't. He got second. Him and him and Brett got second. Yeah, yeah. But they couldn't collect because yeah. it was an epic camp deal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's also just giving a guy a plug here. Somebody's setting up some sort of ultra marathons here in New Zealand. We'll have a link on the website. Tawa will. Tarawaraultra.co.nz Obviously this is a mate of yours. No, it's just somebody who... <laughs> Ultra marathons? Well, it's kind of try. This is the way talk. Yeah, it's kind of try. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a weekend, yeah. you know it. Okay, here we go. Discussion of the week. So, one thing that John loves is his iPod. You know, every time I see John, he's got his bloody iPod on. I'm like, John, get rid of your iPod. We're going to do the show. Do the show. And, uh, and so, we got, we got in a discussion. John actually doesn't love the iPod. <laughs> well, there's a time and a place, isn't there, there John? There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. And training and racing is not that time and a place for you, is it? Do you ever use it training? Only on the uh, indoor trainer. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, whereas I pretty much live with an iPod in my ears. And so we had an email through from, who was it? It was Patrick, I think. And Patrick was saying, you know, he agrees with John and we shouldn't be using iPods in a race. So this week's discussion is, should you use iPods in a race? Do you want to go first? And it sort of... Uh got quite a few comments but one of our more popular ones in the uh, last few weeks one. that's okay because I put four down so. okay well I'm going to tell you that one then okay, okay. Um, first one was one hour ago um, Rochelle here I wear my iPod on long ride bike rides when I'm out by my own I almost never wear it on runs that being said I live in a rural area and don't have to worry too much about the traffic but I would never consider wearing one during a race people are already zoned out enough during a race <coughs> I want to be more aware of the people around me. That being said, I don't have a problem with other athletes wanting to wear them, but I can definitely see the issue of a lot of runners not being aware of their surroundings. Okay. And uh, she just made one other point there. You know, she was came up running behind somebody the other day who had an iPod on, and uh, she ran past the person. She tried calling out a couple of times so she could hear. She didn't hear. When she ran past the person, the person freaked out and started yelling and screaming. It's because she pushed her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pushed her. <on> the edge. <laughs> Okay, this is from Jamie Hassel and Castello. And uh, another thing with the iPods and similar stuff is that it takes you away from what is happening around you. For me, part of the fun of participating in endurance events is the contact you have with fellow participants and with the spectators. Some of my fondest memories of triathlon are the moments when someone grunts a funny comment when you're going uphill and a whole group of riders, runners around, chuckle at the comment back. That feeling of connection is priceless. And basically he goes on to say how he did Barcelona Marathon last March and, you know, he had to stop and kind of, you know, struggle on the side of the course and start to walk, but spectators around and started cheering him on. And he feels that having an iPod disconnects you from the connection of the race. So, yep, I think that's a really fair point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to that. Um, we had Andrew from Athlinks. Does wearing an iPod give you an unfair advantage? Question mark. I think it makes exercise more tolerable and improves your perception of exercise. There was a study done at the Acadia University. Oh, he's done his piece. He's cited. Oh, I love your work. Uh, at Acadia University that demonstrates that athletes who ran while listening to music ran for a minute or two longer than those that didn't. 
when you listen to your music, your body wants to uh, sync up with the rhythm and harmonic frequency. Oh man, the sighting of that was Pickerton, The Sound of Healing, 1996.16. So yeah, it's saying that the the iPod can give you an athletic uh, improvement. Okay, this is Chris Ryan. How does that one, Arden? Uh, I wore a one and a half marathon this past year. Was tenth overall, best finish ever. Nice work, top ten. That's pretty really brilliant, if you ask me. But the course was entirely on the beach and closed off to traffic. The field was generally too smaller too. Apparently there were ten people. No, oh, jo- oh no, it's a joke. Chris Low blow. <laughs> apparently, apparently a million people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would not wear one on road running race events, and certainly not for any triathlon. You have to use good judgment. Some smaller running events ignore MP3 issues, but they do discourage it if you read the registration packlets. The bigger events like the Boston Mar- the Marath- Houston Marathon, sorry, and running series leading up to the marathon forbid it. Nice. Mm. My last one, Clinton Tebbets. Uh, iPods, MP3s, radio cassettes should be allowed. Mm. I've already seen a Connecticut race director who prohibits them um, take a beating from the entrance, so a lot less people were entering because um, he started DQing people. Oh, really? He's raced plenty of times with or without. I've never seen a person harmed or harming another. The so-called purists have a hang-up. Can I wear earmuffs? Um, what if my music is so low that I can have a conversation with the person next to me? Running is about freedom. What about the deaf people? Old people can't hear that well. Can they run? Um, they can't hear you as you come up behind them and ask to move away, move over. By the way, who does that? I don't. I don't do that. What I do is I make my footsteps really loud when I'm coming up behind someone. So you don't say move away. Uh, sometimes if I if I on a single track, I will. Yeah, if I know they've heard my footsteps coming up, they you know you can tell. It's when you run on like tracks where people are walking and there are like three yeah. people on the track and yeah. they take the whole track. Yeah, I'll definitely say excuse yeah. me. Uh, if you're behind someone, you should have the obligation to run around them. Uh, that's about it. Let's all let's all use common sense here, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's not restrict people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, control people. Right. It's like dictatorship in this room right now. I tell you, Chris, how do you say, Wang John? Galoop. Lupo. Lupo. It's been very interesting reading all the opinions regarding this issue. Up until yesterday, I had been a purist and had never worn an iPod for training or races, mostly because of the danger that results when you lose touch with your surroundings. But yesterday, I ran the Route 66 Marathon in Tucson. Tulsa. Tulsa. Okay, and the race director specifically stated that iPods were allowed on the course since every road would be closed off to traffic. So I figured that this would give me a great opportunity to try it out. I kept the volume low enough so that I could hear the cheers, but uh, the constant music allowed me to get into the zone and run my best ever. I still don't think that I will run with an iPod during training runs because the people and vehicles that I come across aren't expecting me, so I have to be on this defensive. But in future races, I hope to rock on out with my own selection of hits. Mm. And hot topic of the day is brought to you by Art of Tribe. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that in a second. We'll okay. Her opinions. Uh, her opinions. And don't, I want my opinion here, John. Okay. Don't, don't be the dictator in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in my freedom. You want to go first? No, I think you should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, firstly, I don't have. Uh, I'm not debating here whether iPods. Oh, he's backing no, out. I'm not. I'm not backing out. I'm not debating that iPods can have a performance enhancement because yep. I think they can they can help you as people say get you in the zone get your rhythm and so yep, on so totally. not debating that point here my main issue with them is uh, is safety and I think really? there's definitely really? an issue yes really <laughs> on a bike I can agree but no, no run definitely on both sides of things <sighs> I think there's uh, some major safety safety issues so I think okay wait issue. okay, we're going to have a rebuttal here 
Why wouldn't a run is an iPod an issue? Because if you're running across the road, a lot of people just get so much in the zone they don't look for anything coming. Um, if you're running, really? if, if you if you were running along maybe a trail along Port Hills and Christchurch, sure, maybe it's not such an issue. If you're running along the road, you can't hear cars coming out of driveways, you can't hear cars coming in, you, you forget about things going across the road. I think it's so, just stupidity. Well, I don't. <laughs> like so you're saying, if you've got your iPod on, you don't think to look across the road? Yes. Really? Yeah, I think so. I disagree with that. Okay, we'll agree to disagree. Um, so I think safety is an issue there, and from a coaching perspective, um, I also have issues with it because you're not focusing on what you should be should be doing. I'm not saying there's no place for them, but I think if you wear it all the time, um, most races, especially I think if you're doing a, an Ironman race or a, non -w, uh, a triathlon, most of the time they're going to be banned, and I would say 90 Five to 99% of the time they're going to be banned and you need to practice what you're able to do in racing um, as regularly as possible so you don't have that cop out that I need to be listening to my music all the time, you've got to simulate race conditions as frequently as possible so see I disagree slightly I do agree I don't think they necessarily have to have them in Ironman but I think that for me um, you, it's hard to simulate a race because race you have all those other things that you don't have in training so like in a race like in your training days you don't have thousands of people out there supporting you you generally don't have the amount of people around you in the race and all that kind of stuff you don't have you know support aid stations and stuff like that there I think you know what if in a running event I would definitely love to be able to do it I think that when I train with my iPod like for example if we're doing main sets if I put my iPod on I do it so much better than if I don't and sure maybe I could get mentally stronger by not using the iPod but as far as I'm concerned Using my train, using the music helps me train harder, so I get a better result from doing it. And if I were able to use it in a race, I think that's an advantage that I, makes me perform better. And ultimately, what I want in my race is my best performance. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't think it's cheating by using music as an aid to do that. And so, for me, if I could do a race, like if I could choose two marathons and one let me use an iPod and one wouldn't, I probably would go towards the race that let me use them, them iPod. And so, because I just think at the end of the day, it makes me perform better. So, and I'm also a purist. Yeah, I, you are I don't, I don't like all the bloody add-on accessories. <laughs> Let's get us all back on the 10 speeds. I, I kind of disagree a little bit on the on the safety thing. I think definitely on the bike. Yeah. You know, on the bike, you know, it's a lot more technical and you've, you know, you've really got to be aware of your surroundings. And, you know, when I'm on the bike, I've always got my ears on and I'm, I don't actually feel unsafe with cars and traffic on my bike. But in a race, I think it's different because you've got a lot of quiet vehicles yeah. coming around you with bikes. But... When running, I, I really don't think it's that much of an issue. I've never, ever had a moment where I've been just about hit by a car because my music was too loud. So, um, you know, obviously, I think you've got to be maybe a little bit more aware of what your eyes are seeing. But, yeah. So, yeah, interesting discussion there, John. I think, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to stick to my purist argument. Yeah. You are a purist, and I respect that. <laughs> People can... Because you've got freedom to be who you want to be. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so this has been brought to you by Art of Try. Art of Try is the gear for where you want to get your gear from. Put in the code IMT78 and you get a discount on there. 15%, I think. I think it is. Yeah. That's a pretty good bloody discount. Long sleeve t shirt, short sleeve t shirts. Oh, no, cool t shirts. Seven and I both got our hoodies on. We look a little bit like twins. Mm, we Luckily, we've got different pants on. Thankfully, we have. Yeah. You've got no pants on. Well, you've got shorts on. <laughs> Thankfully, you've got shorts on. <laughs> Just for the record, I always have pants on when we do the Exactly. Did I? I don't even know if I came up with a hot topic for this week or did I? No, I you know. did, John. You did. You've done your work. Don't worry. I'll, I'll pull oh, it that's up. That's right. I remember. Okay, this one's from Michael Erickson. And uh, he's basically saying he loves the show. He's got addicted. He's, he's been done a couple of Iron Men in 2000 and 2002. Had some kids. Always getting in the way of Iron Men, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't have kids. And he's saying, but he's been a little bit injured, but this year he's getting back into it. But the reason he is writing 
is to mention that he's, he wants to find out basically books to deal with the mental aspects of Ironman racing. Mm. So what books have you read that have helped you in regards to getting stronger mentally and becoming an athlete? There's one called I Use My iPod. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not talking here about training books, you know, telling you the program to no. follow and everything. We're talking about, and they don't, they don't have to be triathlon specific books, but books that have helped you become a mentally stronger person. Yeah, totally, because I, I read a lot and I've bought a lot of books and I've got some books that I'll give some tips on and a lot of them are actually got bugger all to do with sport even, mm. and so, but definitely help me with my mental game. So books to help you improve your mental game. So and remember, out of try, discount code, IMT78, get you. Are we going to give a t-shirt this week? We'll give it to... Um, no, no, we're going to give it to someone who you can't okay. get next week's discussion all the time. I'm going to give it to Chris because he liked the idea of this. <laughs> Chris, you say Glupo. Okay, the deal is, Chris, if you accept taking the Art of Try t-shirt... Uh, no, have, you, Freedom John, you don't have, be the dictator. You have to make sure you do at least two sessions per week without your iPod on. No, that's not the deal. You can speak <laughs> yeah, whoever email you want to be. Email us and, and uh, we'll get that sorted, that t-shirt sorted out for you. Love your work. Right Oh, good crap, we scaled half an hour there. Nice. Oh, we're on fire. Here we go. Age Grouper of the Week. And uh, this week we had, last week we had the Foster Grant Ironman World Championship 70.3, John. And, uh, you know, we often do slag off um, this race, particularly. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I thought, hey, I'm going to try to get um, take the higher ground here give them some support. So I thought, I'm going to go on there and I'm going to see the first athletes finisher uh, age group finisher on at this race how do you, females how do you find them oh okay is it yes, a little fire symbol next to them oh. and as it turned out I was a visionary and you were John you and, often are and the first age group finisher at the Foster Grant Ironman World Championship was an athletes member was an athletes member good old Brooke Davison Brooke Davison she smoked it this is on the female side of things she swam 25 minutes she biked really swam 25 Yep, biked 2.16 and had ran the, had the what? Second fastest swim? Yep, by the look of it. I know one age group in the swim. One age group in the, the swim, one age group on the bike and was 52nd. No, Presumably no. that was... Uh, Obviously she smoked the bike in the swim so she had a big lead. 52nd, probably female overall, maybe behind all the pros. Yeah. So 4.12, she took it out by 1 minute and 39 seconds. Do you remember what the top pro female got? No, and I couldn't quite figure that. This is one thing with athletes. They just seem to have the age groupers on here. They don't seem to have the um, the pros, or maybe they're somewhere else. But click on Brooke, and we can see what else she's done. Okay, let's find out Brooke. But athletes can be a little bit slow sometimes. She's so. also um, was the is from Boulder. So we've had all our high altitude athletes winning because when we looked at Kona, was it? Yeah. I think the athletes were both from Colorado Springs. So Brooke's from Boulder. Yep. She also did the 2008 USAT. National tra- uh, Championship Festival, yeah. 205. Nice, it's pretty solid for a She's pretty distance. decent triathlete, eh? And then uh, the 5K41, I'm thinking it's a hard race. I think that's a, yeah. The Tiny Miracles Trot 2008 5K to 41 minutes. So that's, I'd say it's either a 10K or it's a very difficult 5K. 37. She hasn't got a picture up there, so we can't see what she looks like. Oh, sharpen up. But solid race. Winner, world champion, 
in her age group, and then world fastest age group in the world. It would be cool, wouldn't it? If I, like I, when I got when I won my age group in New Zealand a few years ago, mm. I got third overall. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and some guys like about 120. Yeah. Heart. yeah. But it would have been cool to win, you know, first age group overall as well, eh? Especially because you are an age. I mean, you you were an age yeah. group, but you're a working person. Yeah. When, when some people win it and they're not really age group, it's yeah. training full time. It's like, mm, it's, it's not just, quite right. Yeah, man. it's not quite right, John. Um, yeah, right. so solid effort. Brooke Davison, you are our age, age group of the week. week. Love your work. And, oh, and we need some more age groupers because the reason really? we're plucking these out is uh, I don't have any age groupers backed up. Are you sure? I am positive. Okay, well, if you have an age grouper, because sometimes we, we lose people in transition. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it gets rough in transition sometimes, it John. People, it's messy. C- cyberspace. It's <laughs> cyberspace transition. You can't just pick up your shoes and put them on, can you? And, uh, and so you may have sent us through an email with a, an idea for an age group of the week, and you haven't heard it. Now, if that's the case, can you please send it through again? We'll make sure we'll get them on over the next few shows. Zippo. Yeah, and I'm sure we've probably sent some through that haven't come on. So uh, please do that because we love getting you guys on the show. Uh, some more music, John? Yep, some more music. Okay, let's do it. Website of the week. Now, I actually think Andrew... When he did his F-Links research, he may have gone to this website. When he did really? discussion, re- you know, because he scientific proof. He could have done, yeah. Yeah, because he's yeah, obviously a wise man. So this week's one, a uh, website sent in by Rob Palmer, who did a uh, sub three-hour marathon recently oh, at, nice. what was the one that was just recently, New York, and he did two... Would you want to do one of those big marathons? I wouldn't mind, yep. No, I wouldn't, I think it'd be quite, quite fun. Um, yes. I would too. No, totally. Yeah, I I, I was hoping to do one next year, but I'm thinking I don't want to travel so much next year. So maybe the year after next, Mm. I'll maybe go do one of the. It was interesting saying with um, the New York race uh, because I I said to him, "Oh, it's going to be a real drag getting off the the start line." But he said, "Like it was really good over there. They had like five. I don't know how many. Maybe five different start positions. So you started on all different avenues, and then like Um, eventually merged together. K out the road, you sort of merged together. He said it wasn't actually that bad for him." Oh, really? Um, it's, it's cool. It's good that they, they think about it. Because it would suck in some of those big races, you know, you're obviously not going to get a very fast time because, yeah. you know, the, the amount of people is going to slow you down. Yeah, especially, I mean, your time doesn't start until you cross the start line. Um, so if you're way back, you know, you don't, uh, you, you, your transponder won't kick yeah. you off. But, but still, still, yeah. Cracking into Passing it. people must take up a lot of your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good reason no, to wear an iPod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Concentrate. <laughs> the science of sports in the website is. Sportscientists.com. Okay. And a really good uh, article I got on on the homepage this week Doping in Sport Impossible to Control Time for a New Mindset. This website is basically a blog site, so you can actually comment on things. Um, You can also subscribe up to their weekly um, emails so you can see the latest what's going on. They've got quite a few different topics you can can click on. Things on running, they had a lot of Beijing coverage, things on fatigue, running technique, doping. Um, well, they've got a hot topic, maybe they just copied that off us. Uh, and I think it sport is, science of sport. It's run by two guys from South Africa, who are both um, PhDs, and one of them I know works under Tim Noakes. Wow, this article is pretty interesting. Eh? It's a fascinating article for a number of reasons. They're talking about another article 
it's been published in the Telegraph, but it's saying it gives a few examples of the lengths coaches and athletes will go to in order to gain a performance advantage, regardless of the risk. One coach offers $100,000 for the mouse treatment, while another coach uh, requests that the entire football team be genetically modified. And these are only high school, high school students. Yeah, so it was, it was an article on by a guy... Wow. Um, Professor Lee Sweeney, he did a whole lot of research into gene transfer technology and he basically made this mouse massive and really? uh, genetically modified and just very, very muscular. Um, the side effects have yet to be really confirmed. I was reading this book on another subject the other day. Maybe you shouldn't go there. <laughs> yeah, don't stop. go there. So it is fascinating. They killed a mouse in a very interesting way. Yeah, but just to see what lengths people are prepared to go to, um, and they don't give a shit about what the um, side effects are. So it's just it's bizarre. And, and, and they're saying the requests are coming from all around the world, not big name sports stars, but usually from up and coming athletes who want to make a big name. In response to this domain, Sweeney has now put a gene doping panel in the World Anti Doping Agency. Yeah. So wow. there's, some, there's some scary stuff going on out there, and uh, I think that what they've done with the Tour de France, doing the retrospective testing to pick out the new form EPO is fantastic, and I think if they can put that in their mandate that they can do retrospective testing, I think that's, that's a way forward, and that's going to have the, the fear factor in the athletes, because even if they are one step ahead of the testers, they're going to know... All okay, but let's say someone like Marion Jones. Like, Marion Jones has been busted after the fact, yeah. and... I don't know, she's obviously got public shaming. She's, I don't know, does she lose all money? Like, oh, yeah, no, she's, she's. I don't know gone. what's happened with her. I mean, uh, she had to give her medals back. She, um, I know she would have lost a lot of money, and her name is now dirt. So, her, yeah. she, she screwed herself for the rest of her life in terms of revenue, making any revenue or doing anything. And, uh, but the thing is, is that, do they, like, the athlete who's in that moment, do they think to themselves, oh, you know, I'm going to get away with it anyway? Like, surely you must think... Oh, yeah, I think they probably do. Yeah, yeah. of course you must But I, But I think that will start to change, um, because in, in the in the 90s and in the early 2000s, they have been getting away with it, and there's been so many people we know that have gone under the radar, and they, they have been uh, dr- taking drugs. So with the retrospective stuff, how long is your period? Like, will it be 20 years, you know? I don't know. Because that'd be interesting, eh? We should get somebody from WADA on the show. Well, maybe we should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, we should work on that. Really good stuff. You click on the running technique um, button. Okay. This is a topic that's going to come up later in the show as well. So Bevan's clicked on running technique. He's got a really slow ISP, so it's taken forever to get there. Um, but it's no got sites, a whole bunch of articles. <laughs> New Zealand has very slow ISP. So is there a right way to run? Um, oh, great. What is running economy? Introduction to the key concepts. Oh, um, who are the most economical runners in history? Um, so it's got some really good stuff. It's got some good comments. And it's um, science as well. So you know what you can do? You can quote it when you're having conversations with people. <laughs> it's science, but what I've found, and I only scanned through the first few things, is it's stuff you can understand. Yeah, so it's done in kind of layman's terms. Yeah, so it's, it's well worth a, a look. So sportsscientist.com. Um, you get on there and check it out. And thanks to Rob for sending that in. This is the kind of stuff you want to read before you go to triathlon club meetup, eh? Yeah. You know, because then when someone's pulling out some crap story, you go, oh, yeah, well, I was reading sports science. And the right way to run yeah, is the right this way. <laughs> yeah. And the philosophy of how we run is... Yeah, nice. Yeah, love it. Okay, so who's sending it through? Rob Palmer. Thanks for sending it through this week's website of the week. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, product Review, Review Centre. Should we put music on? Yeah, put some music okay, on. Okay, we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll put some music on. Uh, music. Review Center with the love. We just said that before the music. I know, but just we have to do the intro. Okay, product review center. Uh, I've done it three times now. Thanks to Chance 
Barber. Chance. Cool hand, Chance cool Barber. Chance Barber. Cool hand, and I'm loving it because when he sends me emails, he says, Cool hand. Nice. I'm loving the names. So he sent, uh, sent a book through to us. I yep. think he read, We Might As Well Win on the Road to Success. Apparently, it's a brilliant book. I haven't read it myself. No, but you can, and then you can do your rebuttal. <laughs> on the Road to Success with Mastermind behind eight Tour de France victories by Johan Brunel <laughs> with Bill Strickland with the foreword by Lance Armstrong. Okay, so give me some background. So. One of, the, one, of the, one of the big themes that comes through the book is how Johan Brunel sandbags to a fairly large extent that he wasn't a great cyclist. Um, the fact of the matter was... Who? who wait, wait, wait. Johan, Johan Brunel. Okay, so who's he? Johan Brunel was the director sportif of US Postal and basically the man behind Lance Armstrong and he ran the team and they were basically... And what's, what's that role? Is it like a manager role or is it a... It is. It's running the team. He, was, he had external coaches but Johan Brunel was there pretty much all the time for okay. Lance's training um, and followed him around the car and he was okay. basically his, left, his, his right-hand yep. man. Okay. Um, is he helping him when he's coming back? Yes, he now runs, he's now director sportif of the Astana team, okay. so there's a direct link there okay. as well. Yep. So he ran, they basically joined up when Lance came back from um, cancer yeah. and he went on and set up US Postal. He rang up uh, Johan Brunel and said, I'd like you to be the director sportif. Johan Brunel had literally only just retired from pro cycling like a few months ago. So oh, then, really? So Lance and Johan had actually. That was his pretty decent cyclist himself. They, they raced each other several times. Yep. Johan, one of Johan Brunel's famous victories was uh, when he dropped Lance uh, in a fairly major race. Oh, really? So he, he's quite famous in himself, but he does sandbag all the way through saying he wasn't a great cyclist. That he but, wasn't a great cyclist himself? Yeah, Johan Brunel. Okay, yep. But the fact of the matter is he won, I think, two, two stages of Tour de France. He won a lot of so classics. He was, he was very good, yeah. um, but he, the points he's wasn't making... Wasn't legendary cyclist. Wasn't legendary, and he won through hard work, being a very, very intelligent racer and out-thinking a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but he was still... So that's where Lance maybe respected him. Yeah. yeah and, and thought uh, get on my side. And, you know, you've always got respect when somebody drops you in a race. Yeah. Yeah, especially thought, when you're I, killing yourself, eh? I thought I was better than him, yeah. and he killed me. So um, it was good, and, and I found it a really interesting book. It, it talks a lot about um, his racing in his day, which I, which I used to follow, so I found that quite interesting. From um, In what way is it interesting? Because I've watched a lot of those races. When I, oh, okay, when so you just connected with it. When I lived in Hong Kong, they had a, um, a library of all the Tour de France um, from about 10 years, and I didn't oh. have a lot of time. I had a lot of time on my hands over there, and I watched a lot of old Tour de France um, stages multiple times really? so it was good sort of reminiscing on that front and it was good to see you know when he finished his cycling he kind of found, found like there was a void there because he'd been a very good cyclist but he wanted to be the best at something yeah. and, and that's where he found it with his um, setting oh, really? up the, the US Postal and it would you know Lance probably would not have been the man that he was without him. Okay. Because when he said, when Lance said, "I'm going to make a, you know, go of, of cycling," um, and he said, "Well, if we're going to do the Tour de France, and this is the title of the book, we might as well win." Yeah. And Lance didn't really believe him initially, and he said, "Look, we're going to do this, and we're going to change the, the face of cycling. We're going to focus." So he was kind of the mastermind, was he? Yeah. And, oh, wow. and he had to Lance bought into it. Yeah. But it took some convincing, and he just changed the way that. You, People periodise their seasons in cycling, and they just focus on on one Key one event. race. Yep. And uh, and it sounds like he was a very clever businessman as well. He knew how to get the sponsors involved, and it yep. was a big risk for them um, to say, right, we're just going to do this one race, and basically, if we balls it up, we're screwed. Yeah. So he did it well. Now, after the cancer, how long was it before Lance had success? 
Oh, not very long. He came back and had his first um, season back. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure if he was on if this was a US postal or not. He got fifth in the uh, Vuelta, fourth or fifth in the Vuelta, which is a tour of Spain. Yeah. And that's when I think the penny dropped. He goes, crap, man, I'm only just come back. Yeah. And I'm riding with all the big guns here. Um, and then the following year, he went straight on to win the Tour de France. Wow, okay. So it wasn't a, a long period of time. Uh and I think one of the, the big questions or, or on Johan Brunel's mind was um, when Lance Armstrong retired, was like, well, was I just lucky I got a really good athlete or could I actually, um, yeah, totally. actually win again? And then he went on to win again with, uh, with um, what the hell is the guy's name? I don't know, because I don't um, actually follow it that much. It's the bloody Contador, Alberto Contador. Uh, he went on and Did won. Did he get that for drugs? No, there was suspicions, but yeah. he hasn't been uh, hasn't been done. So, and, and they had their most successful season ever post Lance. You know, they won more races. They still won the Tour de France this year. They won. Uh, I don't know if he's been managing him this year, but they, he won the Giro. So, he's a bit of a mastermind. It's given me a little bit of inspiration in terms of um, what I want to do in terms of my career. So, I found it a, a oh, good. Okay, a so good what, what, what kind of inspiration did it give you? Well, wanting to make a difference rather than just chugging along, doing you know your everyday things. Yeah, you know, I want to. Um, set up something else that's going to be and that's what I'm working on at the moment a bigger thing a bigger thing that's going to maybe have a bit of a legacy great great. so nice. it's a good read we might as well so win. you highly recommend it? Um, for a purist? Uh, or? out of 10 I would say um, 8 out of 10 oh so that's pretty high so yeah. it's, it's, it's a good book good read it's, it's pretty simple big words it's big nice. words big, big words. print pretty easy me. Yeah. <laughs> find it. Go, go, if you want to get it go on to our website and then um, click through to our Amazon store and you can get it on there my, uh, my review says just listen to John yeah. you read it I, mean, I, will, read I will I will I like reading um, John's John, ranting all the week. week here we go here we go so come I had on to John pick up something that, come on John that regularly gets get me off my lawn get off my lawn <laughs> and this is not actually when I'm training but when I'm actually driving around uh, people ride in the middle of the bloody road Bevan well, wait, ooh. you've got to keep to the left if you're in America Obviously, or North or Europe. What about when you're in peers and you're passing traffic on the side of the road? Yeah, obviously, you've got to go out a little bit, but you still keep as far left as practical. Often, I see people driving along and they're just literally in the middle of the road for no reason whatsoever and they're having a yap away to the person next to them. So, keep to the left <laughs> if you're in Commonwealth countries, if you're anywhere else, and you're driving keep to the right. right, keep to the right, crying out loud. That, that was a really hippie spread. No, I had to come up with something, I had a request for one, I was going. Nothing's really annoyed me lately. <laughs> Other than communist China and not allowing athletes to bloody... Well, apparently they don't know as much through either. Really? Yeah, so we got an email from someone else. Uh, I can't remember who it was. And uh, she was saying how... Um, yeah, often our website won't come up either. And she oh. was saying that what you need to do in China is you actually need to apply to like the government and they'll check out your website and then they'll let it go through. But then next month they'll take it off again. Right. <laughs> so it's pointless anyway. Uh, painful. <laughs> So maybe next week's read could be about communist China. I probably wouldn't go against communist China. No. <laughs> Get a missile through the window yeah. over the Iron Man talk. Iron talk. Uh, Iron talk. Oh! <laughs> it's got to be 20 press ups. I didn't agree with that. Oh. Send through an email. On your airplane's comment this week, just say if Josh should do the press ups or not. Next week. I'll, I'll agree next good week. Good for the goose. It's good for the gander, you know? Next week I'll do it. <laughs> Right here, questions and answers. Okay, here we go. What have we got here? First of all, this is from Andreas Wolf, and he's saying question about running styles which couldn't be observed during the Ironman Championships last weekend. It seems to me that Craig Alexander was the only one really running the marathon, and I noticed last year 
already that he seems to have by far the best running form of all the top athletes. Mecca also has great form but often appears to be stiff in his upper body compared to Alexander. Everyone else uh, really shows the 180Ks of their legs on their bike from the bike I should say uh, and shuffle more. Now a few of them still seem to put splits out that are closer to Alexander so can they, be, they can't be completely wrong. What are your thoughts? Should you strive for good form or should you accept that you're going to have to shuffle through the third leg of an Ironman? Mm. Uh, I, my opinion is you shouldn't accept that you shuffle through but okay. obviously everybody's got a different technique Crowley would run like that if he's doing 5k 10k marathon running off the bike that's just the way that he runs yep. um, so you, economy is is an important part of it and I would suggest uh, that you go and look at that sports science website sportsscientist.com I think it was that yep. we just talked about earlier uh, and check there in terms of somebody who I think's got fairly optimal technique is um, Cameron Brown and I was talking to another coach he's last very week. efficient eh? he's efficient he's close to um, what you term running uh, as, as if yep. somebody was going to run a marathon but he's slightly more economical than say someone like Craig Alexander might yeah. be and runs he's so still in his upper body eh? yeah so you want to be still frame. but in terms of um, what I recommend to people is uh, you need to be thinking about running technique when you're running the marathon in an Ironman so you need to be thinking about your knee lift you need to be thinking about getting your heel up a little bit you need to be thinking about your form obviously you wouldn't be taking it to the same extreme that you would if you were running a 5k but you need to be thinking about those things as you start to tire because it will just get lower and slower so um, I think yeah you want to be focusing on running a bit more like a runner rather than focusing on just shuffling along Okay, nice. But go back and read that article, and you might have a few different views on it. Try a few different things, and, and your, your training, and then your racing, and your preparation races, your half Ironman. Sometimes just think about shuffling. Sometimes think about trying to focus a bit more on running, and uh, and see what what happens to your times accordingly. Nice. We've got uh, uh, Ali Hollington, and he's saying he loves the show. She, she says. Oh, sorry. She loves the show, and uh, gets a bit frustrated with the noise from the traffic. So obviously, traffic should stop. Yes, I like that. She wants to be able to hear us clearly. That's right. My question is: I have a new, nice Avanti Corsa, my first bike in twenty years. Wow, that would just be like Christmas, eh? Imagine if I'm going from a bike that you had twenty years ago to like an Avanti Corsa. That's top of my bike, isn't it? Imagine that. It'd be nice. I'm going to get my pants on, John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so for the first time, I have gears uh, and the brakes not on the down tube. Uh, should I ride my, my very new, my heavy, how do you say that, Bianchi? Bianchi. Bianchi for training. Is it heavier and harder to work with, or should I just keep with the new bike, basically? My advice, well, no, the question is, um, if both bikes are similar, if you've been fitted and you're... Yeah, so the position's all the good. Position's all the same. same then I would say do spend a reasonable amount of time still on your old dunger, um, and I think you'll notice a bigger difference when you go onto your new bike. Um, okay, but the thing is, you also want to be, you know, like you want to feel comfortable on the new bike, don't you, come race day? So what's that mix you want to work with? Uh, as you get closer to the race, ride your new bike a little bit more. Yeah. But I'd say maybe 50-50. And, and on longer rides? Probably on your longer rides, do it on your new one. It'll yep. give you, especially if it's... Um, got better construction, better materials, it might have a little more give than in, in the New Zealand roads, um, might give you a little more give, so yeah, if the, if the setups are different, it's a completely different question, and then I would say probably spend the majority of your time um, on your new bike, and uh, the only times when you might want to go on your old one if the weather's really crappy. How do you find that? Do you find, I uh, don't know, I've, I've already had two bikes. Mm. Have you had two bikes? Yeah, I've sort of got, 
I've got a bit of a dunger at the moment, and uh, hopefully short, <laughs> shortly I'll no. Uh, hopefully shortly I'll have um, I just threw you. Uh, and, uh, we've got some good gossip we can't tell you about basically um, I'll have uh, a nice pristine new one coming up soon hopefully Chris Leach is it Chris Leach yeah mate Chris Leach no it's not the Christchurch one uh-huh. no, okay well he sent us through about athletes did you see this this is gold so yeah. uh, so there's a lady called how do you say that last name Jeepers Creepers Christina Harjui 37 is going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she's basically going to jail because she committed a little bit of fraud yeah. and she basically was on compensation from work. I think it was a shoulder injury or something like that. She's, she's like a firefighter. Yeah, and she couldn't work. In the meantime, she decided maybe she could do a few triathlons. But you know, she collected $140,000 in workers' compensation and disability payments. Yeah, and while she was doing this, she managed to complete... I don't think she may have even done an Ironman. I think she did right. Okay, so she, you know, let's, let's say she did. She's, you know, obviously a pretty decent athlete. Love your work. Problem was, she had an athlete's profile. <laughs> yeah. And profiles elsewhere as well. Yeah, yeah. she did right. Yeah, she did right. Yep. And uh, good old athletes, great website, best website in the world, really. Unless you're doing a bit of fraud. Yeah. <laughs> and had her race results, and the, the investigator found her athlete's profile. Yeah. <laughs> She's been so, so while we say Athlinks is the best place to go to have all your tracking results and needs, if you're doing a bit of fraud, yeah, you know, and you're, you're taking time off work and the you know, insurance company's paying for it, and you've done Challenge Road, yeah, I'm thinking, just leave you with that race off there for now. Yeah, <laughs> it's gold, eh? It's good work. Oh, thanks, Chris, for sending it through. It's actually that gold. Okay, John Marlowe also sent through a photo. Did you see this photo? I did. Uh, Fantastic. We'll put that on the home. So, John Newsom School. Okay, I'll put that no, on so the home. So, John Newsom School is gone. Oh. It's been named a Creswick School. Ah. Uh, so, what was the photo on Athlinks in it? The photo on um, Athlinks is a picture. There's still a Sir John Newsom Road or uh, Way or something like that. So. Happy that the name goes on. The informer, James Styler, sent through a link to a website, triathlonshots.com, and it's, it's someone's website. And why it is cool, it's got lots of photos from Kona this year, so here's one of that, Scott. Scott. Still keeping youthful looking, isn't he? For an old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loved me, didn't he? He was yeah. tight, you know. And then oh, these are some radical shots. The reason I love the website, John... It's got our logo on it. Oh, he put the logo on I don't even know whose website this is. So whoever's website this is, give us, a, give us an email and I'll give you a plug. But uh, I'll put a link to that on www.im talk this week. Yeah. And, uh, and we love that. Uh, what else? I've got some other little things that you don't know about. <gasps> Surprise uh, me, Bevan. Surprise me. me. Actually, Slam My Hands sent through a link to an article. Did you see that? And, oh, I don't think I've seen it through yet. An article about... How, how unsafe it is to have magpies now and, and helmets are actually getting sold more because of uh, magpies yeah so, surprise me uh, what else have we got here John Nathan Bradford oh he's saying you're a legend why well because he was actually listening to some of the older episodes and in episode 11 John said that someone can't remember his name from WCC would make us change our names yes and then with your prediction of 33rd, wasn't it? 33rd? It was 33rd, but he got bumped to 32nd because yeah. of Timo Brank's disqualification. Yeah, but basically, and yeah. But you know what? I'm a bit of a legend as well, John. Oh, right. Why? <laughs> I just feel good somehow. Last year, Joe was at the races, and I said to Joe... He's got a name now. This is... Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm yep. in love now, John. Yep. It's love. Yep. Like... <sighs> Get back to your story. She was at the races. I said to her, as a joke, I said... Race three, horse ten. 
she put 10 bucks on it, the horse won. So this year with Melbourne Cup, she texted me, she goes, what horse? And I said, horse number four. She put mine on it, won 40 bucks. My mate, Marky Mark, rings me from the races on Saturday. He said, mate, what horse? I go, horse number three, put money on it, 120 bucks. You know what my strategy at the races is? What? I go, this is no joke, I go... Wait a second, give me some credit here. <laughs> very good, very <laughs> good. You, if you'd backed the winner at the New Zealand Cup the other day, then you... That was the one I backed! No, no, the, 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 the Gallops one at Rickerton. That's the one I backed! He's paying $42 yeah, 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 yeah. He put four bucks on it, 117 bucks. Nice. Two each way. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good win. I had somebody else last night. Okay, so what's your strategy? Go along, you have your two lucky numbers. You're a bit of a gambler too, bet, yeah. You bet on them all day. Oh really? I, I, I so what's your lucky numbers? Three and twelve. Yep. Bet all day. Usually come out on top. Why? Yes, you just do. Well, you would have won at New Zealand Cup because it was three that won. I would have. Did you put money on it? I didn't. Oh. Belinda comes comes because her dad's really into the racing and he. Do you like racing gambling, or do you more of a Kaza guy? I don't really know about it, so it's just kind of luck. Yep. Um, and she was. She, oh, I'm going to go bet on that, and then she didn't get round to it at one. <laughs> the trots last weekend. I'm going to go bet on that at one. She's missed that like three times. Could have had a play. You're a little bit angry about that. Yeah, that could have been my rant of the week. Follow your instincts. Let's make it that your rant of the week can be about anything, not okay. just triathlon. Because okay. sometimes you need to slit it out. <laughs> Dan was saying he enjoyed the show, but he was, oh, Dan, now Dan had an interesting email. Oh, no, this is Ken, sorry. Ken from Dayton, Ohio, I think it would be, was saying he was going to do the Great Eleni, and he's just really disappointed, and he's saying how these smaller races disappearing is a little bit bit of a bugger because he was hoping that it would be his first iron distance race in a few years from now and just it was put it down. I think it's a really good point about, you know, people are looking to do these races in the long term and when mm. they disappear off the map it's a bit of a bugger. Support the races. Support you know, the little guy. Support the small guy, you know. Okay, sponsors. Oh no, Mirren. I'm just chucking these ones at you. Okay. Yeah, we've got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time. Okay. Uh, 55. So Mirren Greenwood uh, finished... Uh, at 9.52 and wrote. Now, she's now entering races as a pro. Mm -hmm. she, she, she basically, first of all, the first thing she wants to know, she's a New Zealand triathlete, female triathlete. She wants to know how to figure out what kind of to gauge yourself with the New Zealand ranking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we think of all the top females in New Zealand, if there's a top 10, would she be in the top 10? And if so, where she thinks she would be? I think there's a clear sort of top five or four or four or five, which she wouldn't be up to. Yeah, who would they be? Well, Joe. Joe, Joe. Um, Gina, yeah. Probably not going to name anybody else, but there's probably another cup, two or three that are sort of uh, not uh, sort of up there. Yeah. And I think she'd be in the next wave down. I think the 9:52 at Rote. I think that most other courses that would equate to just over 10 hours, yeah. um, 10 to 10, 10. And at most of the, s the smaller races, that would probably get you in the top 10. Yeah. Um, if you go to anywhere like Germany, Rote, places like that, it's not going to be good enough. Um, New Zealand, you'll probably get top 10. New Zealand, you'll yeah. get top 10. Just got to make sure that you're within that percentage of second place to yeah. make sure you get a payday. So uh, one of her questions was about sponsorship, and, um, and I've said this uh, time and time before, it's not the best athletes that always get the, the good sponsorship. How to market yourself. It's eh? how to market yourself. Yeah. And if you're from, you're from Wanaka, um, I think that gives you a unique opportunity. You can be the big star of Wanaka. Well, in Queenstown, I think that, that if I was in Mirren's shoes, what I would be doing is lots of PR. Because, you know, the local rags and those kind oh, of yeah. areas, they love, love those it. stories. And, you know, and you probably haven't got many athletes who are competing in, in, of your level in your area. And so they love giving you PR. And so for me, if you're actually trying to get money from sponsors now, Getting gear from sponsors isn't necessarily as hard as getting money, but getting money is, I would, and you know, it's a lot of money in Queenstown. I would be approaching big business and saying, look, I can get in the paper probably three or four times a year, mm. and I'd always have your sponsorship on there. And it's really about, you know, because at the end of the day, if for the struggling athlete, 
the easiest way to get money is just to get someone who's got a lot of money to help you out. Mm. And you really kind of, you know, those people, they often don't expect a lot in return. You know, they're not really looking for a lot of exposure. They just want to help someone out who's in their community and, you know, they just kind of kind of want to live vicariously through you, which is great. And I would actually look at some of the key businesses in your area, write up a really amazing sponsorship proposal, send it through to them, and they will see you in the paper often because, mm. and then it's your job to get in the paper. Yeah. You know, like write lots of articles, write some pieces, maybe even see if you can write like a training piece because I know that your region of the country is a real kind of athlete area. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. building up for the challenge race. Yeah, and, and like people are kind of outdoorsy in those areas, so maybe see if you can have a local piece in the rag. And it's things like that that helps to build your exposure within your community and that's all you really need to do but once you have that exposure then you can go to some people who have got some money and you know they can, to drop two or three thousand bucks your way is you know yeah. nothing and so and also when you approach them also let them know that they don't have to pay tax on it Yeah. so you know most people who have got a lot of money are paying a higher tax bracket like 40% and GST, so they, you know, they can get actually fifty percent of that money back. Mm. So if they're giving you three thousand, it's actually only costing them fifteen hundred dollars, and it's really yeah. important to actually let them know that because it makes it more appealing to them. Mm. Um, I think the idea of writing a training program in the papers is good. I used to do that when I ran an Aquathon series down here, and yep. they just content, they love it. Yeah, they, yeah, it's good, co- good quality content, and also gives you credibility. So. I'd be suggesting looking at um, professionals down there, you know, lawyers, accountants, yep. property developers, although like Queenstown at the moment, the economy property developers might not be <laughs> too much. No, money it's still expensive, eh? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's gone pretty quiet. Yeah. So then you've got opportunities, but back to the question on where you'd rank in the New Zealand athletes, I would be picking somewhere between probably 6 and six and 15. I think it's probably, in that bracket, between 5 and 15 is probably, you know, maybe, there is probably, say, 15 athletes, and on, on your day people might... Um, Chop and change a bit, but I, but I think you know realistically you'd be in the top ten. So I think um, bring it on, bring it on. Just one thing with your sponsorship proposals, and this is for everybody. Remember, people do judge books by their covers. Make them look beautiful. Yeah. If you're not good at graphics, get a mate who knows how to look something look really sensational because the first thing someone's going to do is look at it if it looks like you've done it on Word and you've got some bloody clip art from Word and it's you know like they're just going to think this is Mickey Mouse whereas if you've got someone who's done a really professional design for you um, and you know what we've often got friends who as a hobby will do that stuff it just it's that first point of contact that really makes a difference and then you know it's it's a sales rep so you you send through that and then you actually ring the person and then you try to go see the person it's it's, it's not just that you put your hand up and people are going to give you money it's a bit of a chore but if you do it well you can get good money from people so and just hypothetically if you had um a police officer as your husband <laughs> um you could make some threats so that's just hypo- <laughs> speaking hypothetically or some traffic infringements could be sort of glossed over and one thing as well is that once you get it's one thing john is really good at is he's really good at communicating with the sponsors you know you're really hmm. good at that eh? and it's like he always keeps them up to date with what he's doing and what he's doing to help with their sponsorship and stuff like that and it's actually something i'm weak at and something i've learned from john and so once you then get the benefit of the sponsorship make sure you remain in contact with them and you know let them know what you're doing and when you get articles send the articles to them and just all that stuff helps them to think that they're getting value from what they've done for you so mm. they might actually uh, one more point on that is um i was speaking to somebody who sponsors an athlete the other day and he said uh that was a major factor in them not renewing the sponsorship he said the person didn't need to do much just maybe the odd email pop email popping into the, the office every now and then yep. and um it would have been sweet but there was nothing yeah so the person took the money and, and ran yeah. still wore the logo and everything like that yeah. but that's not enough. well it's a relationship isn't it mm. you're actually building a relationship with someone and you know if you build a good on long long term relationship well then that's going to be more beneficial to both of you so mm. sponsors 
Last week on Athlinks, we talked about uh, the, the enhancing the group searchability. Yep. One thing I think I missed last week is on the main page now, you used to be able to search by events or by athlete. You can now search by group, so you don't actually need to go through the directory and go I for IM Talk yep. or T for Trek or M for Mizuno, yep. whatever. Um, you can now just search, search your business that you want to um, check out on there, you go there. If you're interested in keeping in touch with them, add them as um, a, f- a friend to, or, or endorse that business, yep. and uh, then you'll be kept up to date by them if they choose to participate in Athlinks. So great. it's a great, great tool. Again, there are over 50,000 members, so um, get on there, join up, keep all your results in one place. Another thing about the groups is that you know you, you have the thing that you like. So let's say you like you know some kind of bike. <coughs> um, if you like that bike, you'll find that there's a group of people who are interested in that bike as well. And so, yeah, if you're a geek about something, you'll find there are people who are interested in that thing, and you can all go discuss that stuff together. So it's really great. Obviously, can, I am talk. You can be a geek about. Yeah, and you can ask other people questions, like you know, say you're, you're looking at the new Cervelo P4. Yeah, great. You could say Some to people, what do, you, what do you think of it? Is it a piece of crap or not? Yeah, and the good thing is you're talking with athletes. Mm. You know, you're actually talking with people who are out there using it. So, yeah. good stuff. Uh, Coffees of Hawaii now, Albert. You're a legend, mate. Mm. You know, we know you're a legend, but you keep on delivering. And last year we. Actually, you had some people emailing us through asking if they had any of the programs from Kona. Mm-hmm. And Albert, being the good man that he is, said he kept one this year. I'm hoping he still got it because <laughs> he's seen this for a week ago. Um, and he's got the commemorative program he brought back with him, and he'll donate it to anyone who actually wants it. All they have to do is let us know, and he'll mail it through to them. First in, best dressed. Really? Yeah. Because you get the first choose the clothes. Yeah. Oh. You know, I'm pretty well dressed at the moment because I mentioned fashion. Good. Yeah. So also think about Coffees of Hawaii for Christmas presents. You want to get onto that pretty soon, uh, especially if you're international, but uh, great gift packs. And you know what? I really just think it's a great idea for the person who you're unsure of what to buy a present for. Actually. Actually. Well, Joe, my my lover. Mm. I love her. Goodbye, man. Oh, no, not goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) You're beautiful. Um... She, she, her sister's partner, she's got a, they're doing, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Save that till after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, maybe stop right there. Yeah, stop right there. She's got, yeah, she's got someone, and I'm going to think of the coffee for him. Yeah. But if you know Joe or anyone in the family, don't say that I said that. Yeah, good. Trybox.com. <laughs> now, if you want to get triathlon gear for Christmas presents, it's a place to go, isn't it? Mm. Because it's deal century, really good gear, great shipping process. If you anything for over 500 bucks around the world, get your mates together, get 500 bucks worth of gear. You know what? It's easy to put 500 bucks in triathlon. <laughs> If you didn't listen to that Craig Alexander interview, it's still up there. Um, you go on to strivebys.com, exclusive interview with Craig Alexander, and that was before Kona, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it after, so it gives you a good perspective on what he was planning for the day and how things sort of panned out. But, uh, yeah, everything you need on there, you're going to find. Especially if you're going to buy a bike. If it's about that time you're going to buy a bike, shipping's obviously not going to be a cost. Yeah. You know, and so, and their bikes are, you know, really good, and so, yeah, think about doing it. Get on there. Try buys. Try buys.com. I've got all the good brands. Look at that. I've got all the good brands. Uh, it's good times. Get on there. Man. So you can spend some money on triathlon, eh? You can. Right. Wait a second, we're going to do some other things. Okay. John's coaching website? CoachJohnNewson.com. Emails? Now I can say I'm in talk yet. You can. Because we haven't changed that over there. No. Maybe we could. No, it's, yeah. We seem to be up to date. I'm in talk at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to listen to Forever Fitness, that's foreverfitness.me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep, we've got lots of feedback on that. That's cool. We actually brought Delimore on yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. I got on that one as well. Good. 
free content. <laughs> oh, it's good actually. It was a little bit different actually. If you want to listen to that, it was a little bit. We did a little bit of a different path because it wasn't so Iron Man specific. Yeah. It was interesting. I was talking about shoes and saying how if you're doing, if you're someone who does a bit of every kind of exercise, you're actually best to have a runner, mm-hmm. not cross trainer. Okay. Yeah, especially if you're going to run. Well, no, if you're going to run more than half an hour. Yeah. Because ideally, you want running shoes for that. Yep. So it was pretty interesting. Um, anything else? Bike shoes. Oh no, no, we're doing oh. nicknames. Oh, yep. Nicknames. Yep. So we had some people donate. I'm going to change that one. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll let him decide. Okay. Because, well, first of all, do you obviously know John Graham Farr, do no, you? No, no, I went out to Athlings and I put his name <laughs> in, Graham Farr. And I presume the photo looked, looked like he had these monsters. Oh, it's with a big afro as well? No, I think he had a bike, uh, he had a bike helmet on, so he could, uh, it could have been under his... No, no, his, no, it's a different one. But he looked like he had these monster sideburns. <laughs> so, it's Graham Sideburns Far. Oh, I love it. I'm sure he's happy with that one. Yeah. <laughs> How about we didn't make it from now on which you can't change them? Yep. Because even the ballistic hammer... Yeah. Bobby Bostick, whatever it is. Bostick. Bostick, yeah. He's too, I think he likes it now. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Jim Jolly Rogers donated, but he wants to keep his jolly. Yeah. And fair enough, Jolly. we've used that in the past. Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, Mark Petrofessor, now you want to call him Curly. Yeah. I want to call him the freight train. Because okay. an epic camp, man, that boy pulled us along sometimes. <laughs> and I just jumped on the back. I was a carriage on that freight train. Oh, so, oh. Mark, you can decide. Curly or freight train? Curly or freight train. Or the curly freight train. <laughs> that's it. It's option three. No, that's it. That's, that's it. it. The curly the freight curly train. train. <laughs> there we go. No choices around here. It's not a democracy. Right. It's no democracy. Dictatorship is back. Okay, uh, so if you want to donate to the show and get your own nickname, you go into a draw for every $25 you donate. You go into the draw for um, the prize pack, and the, the money doesn't go to us, it goes to us, Kid and Tacona, so we can put on lots of great shows this time next year. Yeah. How you do it, you go onto imtalk.me, bottom right corner, there's a little donate button. Pretty straightforward, it goes through PayPal. Good times. What are you going for the rest of the week, John? Well, tomorrow I'm going to be packing up our imtalk. Oh, so am I coming around? I, I decided to let Belinda off because there's quite a few juices to package up. So you've got to help out. Yes, I don't mind helping out. I'm going to bring my iPod. Good. <laughs> Good. As long as you keep focused. I'll tell you. And you don't put the wrong sizes in the wrong bags. Uh, it's a pretty... Have you, I'm sure you've created a method, but there's a system. There's a system. I, like, I can follow systems. There's lists and everything. Yeah, because you like lists, don't you? Yes, man. What else you got to refer to the week? Uh, house hunting and. What are you wanting in a house, John? We need three bedrooms. Three bedrooms, okay. We need flats and flat land to, to play on. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, okay. And, uh, flat land, okay. How much land do you want? Uh, it's just got to have a reasonable size. What, yeah. four, six hundred squares? Yeah, well not four, four is not much, six, six would be enough. Depends where the house is positioned exactly. on four. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the other criteria is I need somewhere I can either build an office, um, so the house that we put an offer on the last weekend, I could chop a big chunk off the garage and use that as an office and build yeah, partitions. So you need it. your space? So I need some space for an office and we need to have a little bit of play space for, for Thomas & Co. Okay, nice. <laughs> What about you, Bevan? That's, that's going to be... Oh, that's the other thing that I'm doing this weekend. The Ashburton Half Ironman's on, and I'm going down to watch that. You know, thinking about sport. doing it? No. You didn't think about just kind of... I have, admittedly, I have thought to myself, maybe I'll just turn up. But yep. I'm going away now, so I can't. Yep, that thought is... Has anyone good doing really. it? Apparently Luke Drax is doing it. Luke Drax it? Yeah. Is he in town? He must, he must be somewhere in New Zealand training for Wanaka, I guess. And, um, oh, he's going to win it. Well, there'll be him and Axel... Um, and then there'll be a few guys sort of clustered in behind them. So it could be, it'll be an interesting race for um, third, I think. Yeah. He, he should win. Axel should get second. But I think the race for third could be quite interesting between Do you An- think Andrew Black and uh, 
Paul Davies and a couple of other if guys. If you just turned up, could you put off third? Nice, love your work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it, John. What am I up to for the rest of the week? Well, I've got to go to Wellington this weekend, but I'm kind of looking forward to it because what? Wendy Wellington. Wendy Wellington. I'm actually there for a couple of days. I go, they, they fly me up 10 o'clock Friday morning. I don't wait till Saturday. Nice. It must have been a cheap flight. I hate it when they do Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Grab a sucker. Yeah, exactly. And I'm the sucker. <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to it because I'm actually going to be partying Saturday night, John. Nice. I'll be doing a bit of partying, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, got a big workshop work happening there. What else is happening this week? I'm back from Communist China. Yeah. And I did enjoy Communist China, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's pretty much like every other big city I've been to in the yeah. world. There's nothing really different about yeah. Shanghai, at least. Uh, that was kind of cool. Um, I'm in love. I haven't really thought about my love life in a while, have I? Because I'm, I'm the dictator here, I keep the, keep the show on track. Well, it's because I'm well in love, John. Good. I'm well in love. We hold hands. We're actually planning on doing that walk around Akaroa together. Nice. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be probably holding hands. Are you going to run any of it, or are you just going to. Well, it's 20 something k's a day. Yeah. No, I'm not running it. Because it's, it's just it's about love, John. It's not about competing. <laughs> I'll tell a story. Here we go. Oh, uh, yeah. One time we were walking up this re- really steep hill in Christchurch, yeah. and this caused a bit of a domestic. <laughs> I said to Blood, I don't know why I said it. Just control your breathing. <laughs> Walk didn't go quite so well from there on in. <laughs> I went up with this girl once, I don't know names, but we, she was a fat girl too, but mentally it was a little bit weak, and so... Call <laughs> <laughs> yourself together. <laughs> we were riding up, no, the thing is you knew not to go there because you'd break down and cry, Yeah. and so we are riding up Dyer's Pass Road, first ever bike ride, you know, so Dice Pass Road for you, I don't know, is pretty sick when you first start out. Yeah. Got, do you remember where the library was? And they've got yeah, rid of it now. Yeah. Got to there, started crying, we went back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably, it's, it's tough to get there. It's probably about 500 metres or so. It's very steep. Yeah, but once you get past that point, you're fine. And we yeah. lived like on Columbus Street, so we were like literally, we were for like about half a day, and she bawled her eyes and went home, and oh, I was in trouble, I tell you. God. Oh, I love him. Dear. But my new girlfriend, Joe. Oh, I love John. Anyway, right. let's wrap it up. I think that's about it for this one. Yep. <laughs> Iron Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.